Emotional abuse is sneaky. It kills your soul. It crushes you as a person. It changes you and worse. Why is it so sneaky? Well, in most cases, you don't even realize it's happening, at least not until you're well into the abuse. Part of that might be because you have this desire to believe that that person really loves you. Part of it might be because it is so pervasive. In this video, I'm going to share with you 38 signs of emotional abuse and how you can tell if you are in an emotionally abusive relationship. So let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. Sound good? If so, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. So before I give you the 38 red flags of emotional abuse in a toxic relationship, I want you to understand something. There's a reason you haven't noticed this if you haven't up until now. And it might be partially because of the fact that you just want to believe that person loves you or that you just desperately want to think that they they really want the best for you. Or maybe you think something's wrong with you. When you get this kind of emotional abuse from someone who is supposed to love you, is supposed to care about you, what it all boils down to is that you think something's wrong with you. It takes away your joy. It takes away your sense of well-being and it even takes away your mental health sometimes, driving you into this paralyzing place of being doubtful about yourself, of shame. And despite the fact that you try to put on a brave face and not let anybody know, people might start to notice things are a little different about you. So let's jump right into the signs of emotional abuse for today. Number one, you find yourself feeling really anxious all the time, nervous, worried about things regarding your partner. Number two, your partner has a bad attitude and it scares you sometimes. Number three, your partner resents you and maybe you secretly resent your partner or family member, but you don't always say it. Number four, there's a lot of anger involved in your relationship. Number five, you get a lot of sarcasm from your partner. Number six, criticism from your partner. Number seven, glares from your partner. Constantly giving you the evil eye. Number eight, when you look over, you notice your partner doesn't smile at you and the eyes light up. Instead, you get a frown or a scowl. Number nine, when the partner gestures to you, you get a lot of finger pointing or a lot of fists. Number 10, let's say chilly moods. Your, your partner is very moody and often becomes very cold with you and might give you the silent treatment sometimes. And number 11, speaking of the silent treatment, you get the cold shoulder sometimes. You might say hello and your partner just might not respond to you. Number 12, they stonewall you, sometimes in public, and they embarrass you by not responding to you or by keeping you out of the loop, as it were. Number 13, you edit your own thoughts before you speak them. You second guess your behavior before you do anything. You do this because you're scared that it might set the person off or cause them to give you the silent treatment. Number 14, your partner might be fine one moment and then the next moment, fly into a tirade. And this might happen seemingly sometimes over nothing or about the same tiny thing over and over again. For example, they don't like it when you put the toilet paper on backwards or you don't close the closet door at night. Stuff like that. Stuff that doesn't really matter. Number 15, you feel tense when you hear the door open and the partner comes into the room or when you walk past the partner, you feel tense just going near until you finally pass. Number 16, you sometimes think that if you just tried a little bit harder, you would get it right or things might be okay. Number 17, you feel like nothing you ever do is enough or good enough. You feel like you're not good enough. Number 18, your relationship 
sometimes goes into a cold standoff where disagreements not really happening that much but there's also kind of a cold wall of silence between you and you don't actually interact much at all unless that person changes their mind or decides that they need you for something. Number 19, you're instantly defensive. You are instantly reacting to the narcissist like on automatic pilot without thinking about the reaction. So what I mean is if they walk into the door and they say, hey, I have a question for you, you instantly go, oh no, what now? What next? Will your teeth clench like that? at least mentally, right? Like they sort of happen on their own. Number 20, you feel guilt or shame most of the time. Number 21, you get humiliated by your partner often. Number 22, you are kept outside the circle of trust, so to speak. 23, they make mean jokes about you. They criticize you publicly, judge you negatively. 24, they make you doubt yourself and the way that you think and even your own perception of reality. 25, they make you feel like you're walking on eggshells all the time. 26, they refuse to talk about your hurt and pain. 27, they silent treatment you after a fight for saying or doing anything outside of what they want you to say or do, something they don't approve of. Sometimes you have no idea why. It's for no reason at all, as far as you can tell. 28, they would love to watch you in pain. They want you to wallow in it. 29, they tell you that you are so bad that nobody else could possibly like you or love you or even tolerate you. And that's why you don't leave sometimes, by the way, because you believe them. Hint, it's not true. 30, they throw you crumbs. What does that mean? Well, they throw you crumbs of love. It's intermittent reinforcement. Watch my video on intermittent reinforcement if you get a chance. It keeps you hooked. It's kind of like a drug. 31, they're always looking for ways to point out what you're doing wrong. And they look for lots of different ways. Like I said, they're talking about the closet, they're talking about the toilet paper, they're talking about the way you put the trash bag in the can, they're talking about the way you drive the car, they're talking about literally anything and everything they can think of to make you feel bad about yourself. 32, they don't wanna hear about your pain, they don't wanna validate your pain, they just want you to have it quietly. And the only time that they do have anything to say about your pain is to reinforce the fact that as a matter of fact, not only do you deserve it, but you should be grateful that that's all the pain you have or you deserve whatever pain you feel. They don't wanna hear about it otherwise. Sometimes they like to increase it. Have you ever noticed how an emotional abuser sometimes will attack you when you're at your lowest point? Somebody in your family died or something just went the wrong way and suddenly you're under attack? It's a thing. 33, they intentionally foster a sense of shame in you. 34, they give you stuff and they take it away from you. So they might tell you, hey, we're gonna go out for a night out on when on Saturday night. I'm gonna take you out to the movies. I'm gonna buy you flowers. I'm gonna buy you this. I'm gonna do this. Everything's gonna be amazing. We're gonna get together at the end, do a little something, whatever. And then they're like, you know what? I don't feel good. I'm not going. Or they just don't show up. They don't come. They, oh, I'm so, sorry. I got stuck working late, you know, working late that night or whatever. Or they love bomb you and then they devalue and they discard you. And this goes on forever as long as you stick with it anyway. 35, they keep you on a short leash. They don't want you to go out and have a life without them. They isolate you. They don't let you do anything that they don't approve of. And that includes often seeing friends and family who you've been close with until the point at which you got with the narcissist and they began to abuse you. Oh yeah, by the way, they might be a narcissist. 36, they have a pattern of not having time for you. They don't have time to talk about your worries. They don't have time to talk about what inspires you. They don't care what you think, feel, say, or do as long as it doesn't directly affect them and as long as they don't feel like controlling you in that moment. They don't care about your dreams. They don't care what scares you. 
They just want to talk about them mostly. 37, you have a vague feeling, at least most of the time, that you've kind of lost yourself. This could be because your partner is angry, resentful, abusive, etc. 38, in your constant efforts to tiptoe around this person's moods in the hope of avoiding put downs, blow ups, criticism, sighs of disapproval, cold shoulders. You constantly edit your own thoughts, your own words. Everything that is in your own head does not come out without a filter to protect the other person from your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs in order to keep everything calm. You second guess your own judgment, your own ideas, and your own preferences about how to live, how to breathe, how to do everything. You begin to question everything that you know that is right and wrong and ultimately your perception of reality and your very sense of self will change not for the better it's hard not to lose yourself when you're in the middle of all of that and i totally feel you on this my friend so here's a couple of tips to help you get through the day the cold fact is if you're supposed to be one thing one minute one thing another minute and a totally different thing the next minute in your relationship it ain't healthy your partner's moods cannot dictate who you are as a person. If you allow this to continue, you will have zero. If you have any self-esteem and self-confidence left, zero will be left when this is all over with. You might feel like you don't have the right to claim yourself or take your rights back. You might start to feel better if they start to treat you nicer, which they inevitably do, often when they think you're about to bail. It's understandable, but it's tragic. If you're dependent on this person for your well-being emotionally and otherwise, problem. The first thing you have to change is that you have to learn how to self-validate. You have to heal. You have to grow whether or not this person changes. I understand that as an empath, you probably think you need to be the one doing the changing, but here's the bottom line. Change yourself as much as you want to. You can't change that person. You have to remove the focus from this person and put it on yourself and you have to decide if this is really what you want in your life. If you cannot change your relationship, you can change yourself. If you can change yourself, you can change at the very least, whether or not you continue to put up with this. How did you feel as I read each of those signs to you? Do you feel like you might be in an emotionally abusive relationship? That's the question of the day. Are you in an emotionally abusive relationship? Do you think you might be dealing with a narcissist? Share your thoughts, your ideas, your opinions, and your experiences in the comment section below. And let's help other survivors of narcissistic abuse and emotional abuse learn that they're not alone. But that's all I've got for you right now. Thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot, take it now, and the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.